What does that mean to us, right? We've been talking about that for quite a while now. For me, I really thought, I'm going to focus on two things. And those two things are really built on, I guess what I'll call, old relationships. Uh, I've been a disciple for 21 years, so I almost dated myself and said my Rolodex. But my cell phone, (laughs) in my cell phone are lots of phone numbers. Lots of people I've met in 21 years. Some of them I still may talk to, some of them I, I don't. So I've been trying to go back through these relationships and rekindle them with no meaning other than to serve, to encourage. And a lot of these, you know, I historically may have had hard conversations or given my opinion on something. So just really trying to do nothing other than pick up my phone and encourage. And so recently, there's, there's a lady who I, I had a very hard, I remember, two-hour-long conversation with her where I gave an opinion of something. And since then, it's been a little rocky. And so I've been calling her and calling her, and she said, let's get together. I just miss you. And so that really meant a lot to me, because even despite our sin, we can, we can mission love. And the second one would be with family, okay? So we have lots of history with our family. There's some things that we might agree with some of our family members doing and some not. So I know Joe and I, what we've been trying to do is just serve our family, love our family, our extended family, have them over, not give our opinions or judge, but really love them. So those are the two things, um, serving others that I know from the past and serving our family. And I just want to caution that just because we're doing mission love doesn't mean that we're perfect. I'm still a sinner. And I shared this at midweek, but last Wednesday before midweek, we went over to a friend's house. We're serving them. I'm thinking mission love. But in that, we're planning a camping trip. And in the camping trip, I'm I'm looking on like RV.com or renting an RV, and I'm picking the size. And my husband says, oh, well, we're going to have my brother and my brother's girlfriend and my brother's um, her, her son. And I said, what? In the same RV? And he said, yes, in the same RV. It's mission love. So uh, I just say that because it's a, we're a work in progress, but we're trying. And those are my two things. So. Amen. I am willing. Thank you, Bonnie. I want to invite another disciple, and that is Lori Canock. Okay, so I'm Lori, and um, I've been a disciple for a long time, 20-some years, and I have never really been great at just asking somebody randomly to come to church. So when I thought of mission love, I thought of building relationships. And I can be good at that. So I, um, something that came into my mind was there was a harvest festival that a lot of us went to a few months ago. And there was a young lady who randomly walked into our service. Um, it was the music that brought her in. She was like at the library. She was just heard the music and she decided to come in. And I found her sitting next to Susan Agustinelli. And I thought they were friends, so I didn't know this at first. So I went up and introduced myself to her, and we were chatting a while. Uh, We exchanged phone numbers and later found out that they weren't friends, that she just met her. And um, and then this young lady called, like, texted me right away, like it was that night or a couple days later, and she just was, like, on me. And um, so I was thinking, oh, man. 
And then I was like, wait, you know, mission love, like I totally need to just be friends with people. And a lot of times being a disciple, especially if you have been a disciple for a long time, you put expectations on relationships. And so you always have this end goal of like, you want to help people become Christians. But this time, um, and my thought now for Mission Love is to not have expectations on relationships and just have a friendship with somebody and not have this end goal of what's going to come in the end of it, but just to love them. So her and I have gotten coffee together and we've talked about horseback riding and different things. So I'm going to work on um, for Mission Love is building relationships with people without having an expectation. And that's a lot less pressure on me and a lot less pressure on other people. So that's my one thing. And then my second thing is if um, you knew me a few years ago, my family, we tried starting this backpack ministry. And the backpack ministry has to do with the homeless. And we wanted to figure out a way to reach out to the homeless. And so we would put together these backpacks with items that homeless people would need, socks, um, bathroom stuff, just different stuff like that. And we would go out as a group and just hand out these backpacks. My kids would put them all on their back, you know, their backs, and we would walk around and hand out these backpacks to people. And they really enjoyed that. And it kind of fizzled out, but we want to resuscitate that. We want to think of something like that to do for the community to be mission love. So. Are you, are you getting a little bit of ideas and pictures? A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. The reason why we're doing this is to give you some form of idea. Like, how can you do mission love? How can, what can I do? And I feel it. What can I do as a, as a person? Well, these are some ideas for you, but, but also to be inspired by the, what God is doing in people's hearts. Now, Bonnie's married to Joe. So I'm going to bring Joe up here. He wants, if you want to get in his RV, you can too. Just let him know. But he's going to share about mission love. It's going to be a bigger RV, babe, for sure. Uh, well, first of all, good evening. Uh, I've been thinking about two areas, I think, for myself that would be, sometimes they're very challenging, I think, uh, but I've learned a lot from, there's many of you in this room and certainly a lot from, from the Garces family and the Collins family about mission love, even before we started using those words. It just really has been their lives and going forward, and it's just lately caused me to think about two things, and, and one of the first things is family. Now, if if you're a student or you're a single, I think there's a lot of these principles apply. How are you loving the people around you? Um, if you're a student, maybe there's somebody around you that really bugs you or there's somebody you know you can encourage and you want to go after those people. And again, kind of like uh, other people were saying in the room already, without really getting anything back. Uh, even Jesus at one point healed 10 lepers. One came back. Jesus knew that, you know, going into it, but he still healed them. He didn't have to touch them, but he did. And he's showing his love like that. And I think about those things. And as a student or a coworker, we all have stuff like that in common. There's people around you. What will they say? See, it's one thing to go and door knock. Some of us are great at it. Some of us are not. This and that. But it's like a campaign, I guess you'd call it. But it comes and goes. But mission love is something you've got to live every day. And the people around you, they will know it. Because you can tell when somebody is loving you. You can really tell. And it's also, it's catchy. So, but for me personally, in my household, I, th I think of how do I, how do I treat my wife? You know, do I, do I treat, you know, to, to God, she's my equal. We have different roles. Yes, but she's my equal. Do I treat her that way? Am I willing to, you know, husbands, are you willing to, 
Do something for your wives with nothing in return, whether you think she's going to notice it or not. Um, just these little things like that. I know my wife does all kinds of stuff in the household. She's way busier than I am because she's doing a lot more. And, and I just think about these things. And then my children. Uh, I have some, we have older children as well. And um, I remember one time I spent a lot of time mentoring one young man and showing him this evidence for the Bible, for God, and all these really in-depth studies. And the study was over, the young man left. My daughter, who's now 27, she's a disciple now, thank God, but at the time she was just a teen, she comes in, she goes, you know, Dad, I wish you'd spend that kind of time with me. I was cut to the heart. Yes, I had daddy dates with all my kids, I believe in that. We were having devos. You're doing everything right. But was I loving? I was cut to the heart. And that day I knew, it's like, what do you children think? Do you children think you believe in mission love? Or is it another campaign? And I've got older children, younger children. I have a wife. Because let me tell you something. If they're not sold out on me being this, whether I can speak or not, if my life isn't this, they don't believe it. Nobody else you go to. i got news for you. You can campaign all day and all night. But nobody else is going to believe that. So it's got to start with them. And that's for me, it's hard because I can get really impatient with my kids and my family. But then I'm reaching out to somebody. Oh, yeah, anything goes. I love you. I want to serve you. I'm going to help you move. And, 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 and that's just, that's, that's a campaign. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to love the way Jesus did. And then secondly, it's just more practical about kind of serving um, Helping a friend move, I, I, I like bicycle race, anything with wheels, auto racing, bicycle racing, all these things. And a friend of mine, he's a well-known racer in town, and he crashes, breaks his hip. He can't move into his brand new house. He's got this fiance. They're about to get married. New house, worst time to have an injury. And I started thinking, you know, well, did any, has anybody helping him? Is anybody else like, man, I'm thinking way too hard. Just call him. How do you know? Any, the guy's very popular. A lot of people know him. Don't assume that people have anybody, you'd be surprised. So in order to keep myself going too, I made a quick call to uh, mine Spaccarelli back there. Let me tell you something about the Spaccarelli family. Every one of them will drop whatever they're doing. If you could say, I'm building a space shuttle, I need help. They'll drop everything. They are absolutely about serving. And so right away I call mine like, I don't know, let's just go help a move. He's like, yeah. A few calls later, I find out from one spark, we have had all these people, not just mine and myself, all these other racers heard about it just today. Turns out the guy had nobody, and he wasn't really ready to reach out to anybody. So now there's all these people from one spark. Sometimes what you do will, you know, will catch on. And, and just lastly, I woke up this morning, it's like 6 a.m., you know, your first thought is, yeah, church is until 4. I don't know if you guys do that too, but I'm like, woohoo! And... Uh, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to sleep in and we're going to do breakfast and all those things. But I had made a commitment the day before through all this talk about helping my friend move. People are like, hey, how come you're not riding? How come you're not racing? I like road bikes, mountain bikes, motorcycles, all of it. And I've got all these friends. And for about eight months, I couldn't. I had a knee injury. And because I love donuts a lot, it cut down on my quickness and being able to really hang with my friends. They're all very fast. They never stopped riding. And... I've, all the time when I ride with them, I believe in talking to them. You spend hours with somebody on a bike doing something, uh, you, get, you can get to know them. And I was always asking them, how's your family? You know, it's fun to talk about bikes and wheels and whatever, but how's your family? How's so-and-so? Well, how do you feel about that? And even our religious opinions from time to time. And I have this mix of friends that I hadn't seen them in so long. 
So I get the call last night, well then we need to ride. And I'm like, great, I haven't ridden in eight months and I know these guys are animals on the road. I'm like, this is not gonna go well, but you know, mission love. And so, you know, and yeah, I love bikes, but after eight months of being off a bike and you know you're doing 30, 40, 50 miles, you have no idea. And you're not gonna back out of it. Ken knows, you're gonna put, you're gonna put the miles in. So we head out to the hills and we're having fun. And before I could even begin asking the questions, God flips the whole thing around to me. By the way, on the way in, I'm praying. I'm like, ah, oh, I wish it was so windy in Camarillo that we couldn't ride. And I'm just like, and I'm like, no, but I want to love my friends. And I'm, and you know, and it's and it's an activity I love, but I'm doing it this particular day because I want to be with my friends. I want to see how they're doing. I'm wrestling with God. I get there with the intention to love them. God flips the whole thing around on me. The entire ride of some two hours, they never stopped asking me about the same questions. I mean, I got chills about the things I've been asking them for years, all the time asking them about their family and commenting about you know, the positive influence in the, in the groups and all this. And I was so humbled by that and I was so humbled before God. This was my plan to love them and yet just being out there, find an activity these things catch like wildfire around the people and, and might not be bikes. Maybe you're good at serving. Maybe you can build things. Maybe you can help people fix their computers. There's talent in this room. There's people to teach singing, dancing, this, that. There's so many things. Do it side by side with somebody, whether it's an activity, a job, anything. Just do it side by side and it'll spread like wildfire. We'll be doing mission love, but I think those people get it. They feel it and it also builds on itself. Thank you. Like I said, it's the people's sermon. The people will speak. Next is a young man, an amazing young man. He's a college student. He's our North Region quarterback. That's Kyle Popik. Everybody hear me okay? Cool. Yeah, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Kyle. Uh, I am the quarterback for the North Region. Uh, we were coming off a uh, tough, tough loss yesterday, so it's still a little fresh. No, um, but yes, I was, uh, I was asked to share about my mission love. And when I was first thinking about it, when, when we were first starting to hear about the idea, um, I had a couple different areas in my life. And one thing I found is I was kind of like segmenting, you know, my mission love in this area, my mission love in that area. And that worked well for a while. And then a little while back, I decided to make a change. And I sat down and really wanted to think more effectively, more personally, what was my own individual mission love? What was my vision that I was going to act on? And one thing I came to was uh, at, at Moore Park. I go to Moore Park College. And I, I got to spend some time there last semester because I had a gap between classes. So I started just kind of walking around the college and just seeing who I could strike up conversations with. And I, I was trying to intentionally talk to guys my age because... Um, and that's just kind of where I felt called to. I felt like when I was starting my mission love, the scripture that came to mind is Paul when he talks about how he can be all things to all people so that he might win some. You know, I, I feel like that's kind of a gift that God's given me. I can, I can talk sports with guys who are jocks. You know, I can, uh, I can act stupid with guys who are stupid. I can act smart with guys who are smart. <laughs> you know, I can kind of mix it up. And so um, that, I thought that was what I wanted to use. That was my skill set. You know, I wanted to be able to figure out what they liked and then just cater to them right up their alley. And so that kind of started, and, and what I started doing is the people that I made connections with, I was like, okay, well, let's get some time off campus. And I wanted to be intentional about getting time off campus, because I think there's a different dynamic if you're meeting outside of you know, school. 
And so you know, I've just, you know, over the weeks, just been getting time with people. And um, so, uh, the one rule I had, the only rule I had was I'm going to do whatever they want to do. You know, so I've gone, uh, I've gone shopping with other guys, which if you know me, that is not what I like to do at all. <laughs> uh, I've gone to football games. I've gone to the movies. Um, and it's been fun. And so, some have stayed more shallow. Some, some have gone deeper. Some, you know, they didn't really respond. Some are off and on. And some have actually been really consistent. And they started coming to me uh, with questions in their lives. Hey, I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that. Or I'm, I'm feeling this and I'm feeling that. You know, wh what do I do? How do I handle that? And kind of slowly but surely, I let them just kind of see and, and kind of feel things out. And, you know, with, with some, I, I let my actions speak more. With others, I'll be intentional. With others, you know, if they bring up something, I'll meet them where they're at. I'll talk to them about it, you know. And I've kind of had a mentality that I don't, I, I don't want to go into with a specific plan. Because I don't know if you guys have met a lot of college dudes, but they never have plans. So, so I thought I might meet them where they're, where they're comfortable. And um, so, so I, I always just kind of play it by ear, and I play it off that relationship. And it's been pretty effective. I've gotten, to, I've gotten some great experiences out of it. I actually I got a puppy out of it myself. I felt like that was, <laughs> I felt like that was kind of God blessing me back. And, and that was another total random one. We actually uh, it was, we went shopping at the TL Mall because that's what he wanted to do. We ended up in the puppy shop. And... Uh, basically, I was telling him that my family had always wanted a husky puppy, and there were a few there. So he bet me that I wouldn't call my parents and try to get the puppy. So I took the bet, and we got the puppy. So, um, so you know, just fun things. It's, it's actually been really fun. It's been really rewarding for myself, but I think, you know, I hope it's been rewarding for a couple of the guys, too. And, um, you know, for me, I do want to be intentional about helping them become Christians. That's just kind of on my heart. But it's not the motivation. It's not the reason I do it. And I pray about that a lot at the time. Uh, before those, I have those, those times with them, I'll pray about just give me a heart to love and serve this person and meet them where they're at. Because you never know when someone's hurting. You never know where someone's really at. And, uh, you know, you never know what even saying a few couple words or even if you don't say anything at all, what just showing a gesture can do. You know, like, like uh, I think what Joe was saying, you, know, you never know what the actions can take, you know, and what they can affect people with. So that, that's just kind of been my heart and my personal focus. Towards, uh, towards Mission Love. So that's all I have for you. Thank you for uh, hearing. Yeah, the boys uh, took a tough loss yesterday in the championship game, and they lost to the Lighthouse Church. So we'll be back, as we always do. Thank you, Kyle, for sharing. Thank you, all of you, for sharing. That was awesome. Um, go back, going back to our story, going back to that passage in Mark, and as you read the Bible, you, you want to read the Bible with the, with the intention that I want to live this out, hopefully. And in, John, in Mark 1, Jesus said, I am willing. I ask you as a member and as a visitor and a guest of this church, are you willing to be loving? That's it. Just to be loving. Not to be loving because you want something out of the relationship. But just be loving to be loving. And that's what Jesus does here. He heals this leper. And then he tells him in verse 43, with a strong warning, don't tell anybody. Go to the priests. Make an offering that you've been clean. And you'll be accepted back in the town. That was the warning that Jesus gave this man. Verse 45, instead, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news. As a result of that, 
Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but stayed outside in lonely places. Yet the people still came for him from everywhere. You know, when you experience a loving act, it does something to you. We've all felt it. A stranger did something kind for us and going, we're like, whoa, that was so cool. And they wanted nothing in return. You're like, that was so cool. Our world needs that. This is what Jesus did for this guy. And he goes, don't tell anybody. The guy couldn't help it. I mean, how can you help it? When you know someone's being loving to you, you can't help but talk about it. This guy disobeyed Jesus. Don't. I'm doing it anyway. I mean, the Bible says strong warning. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, whatever. He told everybody. Because what he felt was so overwhelming, it had to be shared. He wanted people, other people, to know how loving Jesus was. And so they came. It's like when a guest comes to church and you're so loving to them that they start bringing their friends. Because they heard about how loving you as a church are. And that's happened many, many times over. So this is... The calling for every follower of Jesus is to be loving. I ask you as a church, are you willing? Then let's go and live and love like Jesus. That concludes our service. Thanks so much for coming with us. Thank you. Ah. Uh-huh.